All right, we are recording. Today I have on Kimberly Jimenez. Kim Jimenez, excuse me. She is an online marketing strategist. She helps bloggers, coaches, authors, and consultants to apply their expertise and to help them develop online marketing strategies, relationships, and the ability to reach more clients, get more leads, and increase their bottom line. She's had the privilege of working with a wide variety of business owners, from startups to established corporations, to help them understand and harness the power of online marketing to share their messages and make a bigger impact in the world. So Kim, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me and I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for reaching out and inviting me. Yes, definitely. I'm excited to have you on. I know you have a lot to share, uh, especially for people interested in getting into internet marketing and consulting. So um, is it okay if we just jump right into the questions I sent you? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so I like to start with this because it's exciting. What is the most exciting thing you're working on right now and why? Sure, so um, we're always working on a new project in the business, but it usually is surrounding online training for our members. So I run a membership site called The Business Lounge. I founded that about a year and a half ago, and it's been an incredible community. It's where I teach you know, entrepreneurs, bloggers, authors, consultants, anyone who's doing business really on the internet, how to leverage online marketing, digital marketing, and business strategies to go anywhere from you know validating their business idea to launching it into the world to hustling and getting their first clients breaking through um, and actually being profitable to scaling up their business so it's really exciting we always have new courses that are coming out new workshops new training and we actually developed a six-part success path for online entrepreneurs that'll really help them get laser focused on what they need to be working on right now based on the stage that they're in so if you're just validating you know you might be joining us and you're validating your idea maybe you don't have a business business um, yet, but you have a couple ideas in mind, like these are the things that you need to be working on. If you're more advanced and you already are working with clients and customers um, and now you want to take your business to the next level, then maybe you're at the breakthrough or the profit stage. You're thinking and working on a whole different set of action items for your specific, you know, business stage. So it's really exciting. Um, we actually launched the success path last year at the same time, April-ish, um, and it was a game changer for our members so that they could stop the focusing on like shiny objects, you know, all these amazing strategies that are coming at us 24 seven with how fast the digital marketing changes. It's really easy to get distracted. So with creating that success path, um, we were able to help them get really focused and only, you know, utilize their resources in the membership um, and outside of it that were relevant to them right now. So I, I like to call it our digital blinders. Um, yeah. And now, yeah, now we're actually getting ready to release um, the second iteration of that success path um, where we're going to be incorporating way more resources to not just help um, our members, you know, in the tactical, practical areas of their business, like step one, do this, do this, do this, but also like the emotional and the personal turmoil that often comes with growing an online <laughs> business. So yeah. we're really excited to be adding that layer, revamping um, what the success path looks like and um, just creating a better, you know, a better journey, a better roadmap for our members. So that's, that's what I'm really excited about right now. Wow, that is a lot and that is exciting. <laughs> 
Uh, man, so many questions just from that. So <laughs> I know we talked about this before. We're just about to go off the rails. I know. So, uh, so with the, the business launch, I saw that. And one thing that stuck out to me about your site was I thought she must've been working on this for quite a while because you have a lot of different offerings Yes. and, but it, you do narrow it down in every, uh, you know, part of your customer interaction. I know right on your homepage, you had to start here. So is your business lounge your main, is that really the core of your business right now? Or is that completely separate from consulting or how, how does that get you consulting clients? How does that work? Yeah, sure. So it is, you know, our bread and butter. It's where I spend 90% of my time, even though we have other training programs that are a little more advanced, like Zilch to Social. Um, so with our business, it's kind of evolved now into, yes, I used to do consulting. Um, before mm -hmm. that, I used to offer, you know, done-for-you services, marketing, mm -hmm. and, and running campaigns. So now we've kind of transitioned into online training exclusively, and I still do offer consulting, but it's exclusive to our business lounge members, mm -hmm. just because I started to realize that a lot First of all, our pricing is a lot higher now than it used to be. So we want to make sure that our members are ready for consulting. They're not actually, you know, kind of in that process where you could be learning so much on your own when you're just getting started. Um, and th those are the resources that we make available to them. Um, mm -hmm. And so because I already have trained them to, to, you know, get certain things down in their business before mm -hmm. they're ready for coaching or before they're ready for consulting. We only offer that exclusively to our business lounge members because they've gone through our programs and are ready to actually take things to the next level very quickly. Whereas with someone who's, you know, just joining uh, the business lounge, you know, maybe for a couple of weeks or is not part of our training programs, it's going to take 10, 15 training sessions to get you to that point where, you know, you actually have the tools and the resources um, to, to move forward. So that's kind of where we're at. We're very, very picky in terms of who we work with um, in terms of consulting now. So our bread and butter, yes, is it's the business lounge. Okay. Oh, man. So I want to ask one more thing about the consulting sure. before I go back to the, the business lounge. I saw that you did quite a few jobs in order to kind of step up your own skill set before mm -hmm. you started consulting. Uh, one of them was prolific SEO. Mm -hmm. So you offered F SEO services and it looked like you had another job where you were doing digital marketing services for another company. Mm -hmm. So what made you kind of transition after you had got that basis, your skill set into teaching and why do you focus more on teaching now than consulting? Sure. So um, just to make a very, very long story short, mm -hmm. I actually got my start in digital marketing um, when I was in college. So I was going to school for nutrition and dietetics, senior year, um, had already put in a whole lot of work and it was very conflicted about whether or not I wanted to keep pursuing nutrition and dietetics. Um, actually started taking some business classes in school, was really working with some professors um, and, and taking some entrepreneurship courses as well. And I met my husband, um, who was my boyfriend at the time. He was starting his business, which was the college moving company, um, out of his dorm. And I really wanted to help him, try to be a good girlfriend, help him get the word out there. That's awesome. Yeah, like knew, <laughs> no knew nothing about yeah. marketing um, or business other than, you know, kind of what I was learning in school. Um, yeah. And so we grew his business very quickly through social media and our no friends way. started yes it was like an explosion <laughs> That's awesome. of growth it was great um, so it was kind of like a happy accident 
I fell in love with marketing. Um, I, I'm pretty creative and I love like that outlet. Um, so I was, you know, teaching myself how to do graphics and figure out, you know, these scheduling tools and it was terrible, but it worked um, at the beginning. And so our friends started asking about it. I loved it. And he was like, Hey, you should, you know, you're, you're, you need to find a job to pay for school. So why don't you try getting an internship with social media? And I was like, mm -hmm. yes. So yeah. I did that. And that's when I started working with prolific. Um, and at the time they were focused on SEO. They actually eventually evolved into a full service, um, digital marketing a agency, which was really good. So I really started getting, um, between helping my boyfriend, now my husband and yeah. getting that internship, I was submerged into the world of uh, online marketing and, and social media marketing. So I started managing client accounts, really started learning about how do all of these different, um, kind of verticals, right? Push a business forward from doing SEO to really understanding email marketing and running video marketing campaigns, social media. So it was an amazing experience I was like managing 17 different accounts on um, client accounts which was really amazing and uh, a couple months went by and I actually uh, launched a blog started sharing with my friends what I knew about social media because everyone was asking like what are you guys doing blah blah, blah. Yeah. this was 2012 which yeah. at the time it seems like forever ago because so much has changed social media um, definitely yes. it is forever completely ago. yeah so um at that point, I actually had uh, Dovetail was a management and uh, development. It was like a property development company in town. And they had, I think they had eight, nine different properties um, in different states. Kind of like, you know, they were all serving student housing and it was like around the SEC. So they were like, hey, um, you know, we know that you don't have a college degree. We know that you don't have a full background in marketing, but we want to give you this job as social media director, build our social media team, you know, work virtually with interns and with our marketing staff uh, on the ground. So you would be working here at corporate. Um, do you want the job? basically. And I was like, um, yes. Yeah, so I kind of put school on hold, did that. And that's kind of how it evolved later on, decided to just go on, uh, you know, off on my own and build yeah. my own agency. And that's how like it's transitioned. So at first when I had my own company, I was just doing the same thing I was doing, you know, for, for prolific, for dovetail, for the college moving company and offering done for you services to small business yeah. owners. Um, but that kind of transitioned into consulting, which is now transitioned into online training. And I always knew I wanted to go into online training. Um, I have a passion for teaching and education. Both yeah. my parents are educators. So I was, I grew up oh, okay. in that arena. Yeah. And I, I just love it. So that's how, you know, our business has transitioned. I think that everyone has their own different path and their own different, you know, kind of area of expertise or, area where they're really passionate. Um, and this just happens to be mine. So very long drawn kind of explanation for your question. No, that's, that's perfect. That's great. It, it gets most people out of context to the transition. So you mentioned that you were already handling clients at Prolific SEO, quite a few client accounts. So you kind of had that base skill set. Did you already know that you were eventually going to be running your own show even as far back as when you're in college doing dietetics or when did, when did that point take place where you're like, yeah, <laughs> that's a great question. I actually didn't, um, you know, my background 
like I mentioned, you know, I grew up literally in a college campus, um, love higher education. My, my dad's a president of a university uh, back in Puerto Rico. Oh. And so, yeah, so I'm, my mom's a biology professor. So I love, um, love education was, was, you know, I grew up in that specific arena and everyone around me kind of just went to school, got a degree got the job, you know, got married, had babies. So it was never, ever like a thing where I would be an entrepreneur. I'm horrible at sales, have always been horrible at sales. And I thought there's no way. But then I met my husband, um, Chris, and he kind of introduced me to entrepreneurship. I started kind of, like I mentioned, taking some classes on, you know, in college about business. And my professor started instilling in me that, Hey, if you are in dietetics, you could go the clinical route or you could have your own practice. And I started kind of exploring that as something that I'd never really thought about before. Um, and seeing him grow his business, having, you know, ownership over his time, even though it was extremely difficult to grow a business, he really started encouraging me like, Hey, you need to be thinking about having your own business, doing this for yourself. Everyone's asking you, you know, our friends, our business buddies, you know, other people who had businesses were already inquiring about a service. And I was like, I'm just an intern. Like, I don't, I don't do this, you know, for clients. Um, so through just getting immersed into that world, like reading books and listening to podcasts, you know, really digging into like webinars and seeing how other people were, you know, taking these incredible online businesses and making an amazing living at it, working really, really hard uh, to grow their brands. Um, and then, you know, just being employed um, by themselves, which was really cool. So yeah. it was a slow progression. Um, I don't think that I really considered it super legitimately until I was working full time, um, working 60 hours a week in the corporate world, managing, helping manage multi-million dollar marketing campaigns at a really high level um, that I started really missing working with smaller brands and sharing with them how they could really grow their businesses with very small amounts of resources. Cause I, I've done that, you know, with, with my husband, with his small business, I was managing small business accounts with Prolific and seeing the results was really incredible. And I was seeing a lot of business owners were friends, you know, we were really plugged into the community, um, struggling, struggling to, to figure out, you know, their business models and how they're going to get the word out there and how to like bring more people in the door. And yeah. so, um, I just kind of figured, you know what, I think that it's time to do this. It, it seemed like longer time than it actually was. I only spent about six months um, with Dovetail working with them in the corporate space, and it really was my dream job. I loved everyone who was there. They were incredibly helpful. I learned so much, loved my job, but I was burnt out, and I, I didn't think that I could be my boss. So I looked at his position and I was like, I don't know that I want to do this. You know, he's traveling all over the place. Maybe he's, you know, home two days out of the whole week. He's on, oh, a, wow. you know, five days a week, um, yeah. going from property to property in different states. Um, and I thought, I don't know that I want this, you know, for, for my future. I had already been working with clients on the side and decided to just take the plunge, but it was a very difficult decision. I did not feel confident that I was going to be successful as an entrepreneur at all just because that's i don't feel like i'm uh, like entrepreneurship doesn't run through my blood 
you know, yeah. like I, I'm not a natural at it, but now, you know, five years in, it's actually July. It's going to be my five year anniversary from like quitting my, oh, my wow. nine to five and being. Quite, yeah. yeah. So it's been an amazing journey and, um, I can't imagine going back (laughs) and not like being employed for myself where, you know, that's not everyone's path. You know, you could definitely land your dream job and be absolutely happy there and serve the world in huge ways. I'm not one of those people that's like, you have to be an entrepreneur or you're not successful in life, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but honestly, I, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that's kind of been my path. So I didn't think that I would be uh, an entrepreneur from the beginning at all. That's kind of just how it progressed. Wow. That is interesting. Uh, the part that really threw me for a loop was you said <laughs> your first introduction was, unless I heard this incorrectly, uh, the college moving company. You started helping your boyfriend, now husband, to grow his company. Yes. So that's like uh, trying to get traction on a new company. That's pretty hardcore for like a first. <laughs> that's about as hardcore as it can get uh, outside of like some project that you've taken a ton of yeah. funding money for. That's pretty hardcore. So what were you doing there? How did you help them? What did you have to learn to help them try to get, I guess, were they already trying to get traction? Were they already growing? Or were they? That's Yeah. Nice. So we were literally like, startup like first four months in the business kind of yeah it was really hardcore like you described it um so where they were was they were trying to get so it was just to explain what the business was um it was like a moving service for college students so kind of him and his brother started it from their dorm helping girls in the hallways kind of move um and then it turned into you know kind of a summer job for them So they both went, graduated school, got, you know, jobs in the corporate world. And then my husband was like, I don't like this. I did this for a year. I just want to go back and try doing the moving thing again. Mm -hmm. So um, it was like ground zero, like, you know, first four months in, didn't really have a lot of business, trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to get the word out there? doing a lot of, you know, traditional marketing strategies, like spending $400 on flyers that (laughs) like money we didn't have because, you know, he was just starting um, his career and I was still in school. So doing those kind of things, like trying to send in like mailers and show up for um, sorority chapter meetings and kind of pitching, you know, in person. Was um, it you pitching or him pitching? No, him. No, I was not I would get along there. Nice. That is awesome. It was behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, he was pitching and um, trying to, you know, hire people. And it was like a lot of struggle between figuring out how to run the business in a way that was profitable and then having employees and like managing all the little things that you have to worry about with taxes and accounting and bookkeeping. It was a lot. So I one day was in school literally and was like, okay, you have this Facebook page that you started and it literally had 23 likes on it from our friends. <laughs> no one who yeah. was like going to hire us. So, okay, how can I take this page and actually make it something profitable? So I started really learning about social media, um, digging through other people's blogs and Facebook was really hot um, yeah. at that time because it was just kind of getting started and they just released ads and they were a big deal. So I just started really posting 
content, a lot of it I look back on and I'm like, I can't believe that we posted that. That was horrible. <laughs> but we just, you know, started trying things. So we would like yeah. post videos and run giveaways and run contests. Um, we started connecting with a lot of local businesses through Facebook and then we would meet them in person and they would refer us. And so we kind of organically grew an audience. Um, very, I would say kind of like, I don't know, guerrilla marketing. It was like yeah, a, lot like a lot of business development. Yes. And a lot of like sweat and hustle. I was like on it every single day, creating new content, making sure people were engaged. Um, and so we then decided to invest in Facebook ads and oh, we're nice. like, okay, let's just put this on a credit card and see what happens. So, um, we actually invested like, I think it was like $400, Board four to five hundred dollars in Facebook ads, and we generated twenty three thousand dollars in revenue. That's insane. Yeah. So wow. It was an Facebook amazing two thousand twelve. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I mean, I don't think that you can get. You can. I still see brands getting that yeah. kind of result, but they're they're spending a lot more money. Yeah. Um, no, I'm kidding. I mean, if all you're doing is local business development, Facebook will beat that any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, no, but you're absolutely right. I don't think that you can replicate those same results, you know, as a small business owner mm -hmm. from the get-go. Back then, we didn't even have the ads in the newsfeed. It was just like right column ads. Um, and we were playing with all types of different images. That's so awesome, though. Yeah. So we literally, we just kept track of everyone, you know, who, who, I guess, hired us. And then we would ask them every single time, like, how did you find us? And most everyone was like, from Facebook, from Facebook, wow. I saw an ad, you know, I saw your Facebook page or whatever. And so that's when we knew we had something. And, um, you know, Chris, I, I actually left, left my position, you know, we just gave it to an intern um, and I would just consult for them and started my own, well, actually was hired by, by um, Dovetail Companies and then started my own firm. But Chris went on to grow the business to two point, I think $2.3 million. Um, that's in so like, awesome. Yeah. Like 36 months. It was, it was and you're like your first marketer. <laughs> I know it was really that is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's kind of how I got my start. And yeah, <laughs> that's kind of where everything kind of evolved from there. So yeah, that's our story. <laughs> my story. Yeah, no, that is so exciting. You said they grew that to 2.3 million? Two point, I think it was $2.3 million in 36 oh. months. Um, kind of crazy growth. Um, and so yeah, it's been a really interesting journey. Um, he's not doing that anymore, had some health issues and we had to close the business, um, I think a year and a half ago, two years. But um, it was incredible. We learned so much from that business, like doing it in the real world. And I think that's really important for marketers, like regardless of what you're trying to do um, in the online space, it's not just about learning skills. It's about being there and implementing them in real life with real companies and getting real results. That is extremely important, especially if you're getting started. I don't subscribe to the idea that you can just learn this theory um, and then, you know, promise a company results or promise a client results or think that you're an expert just because you watch a couple YouTube videos and, and or listen to podcasts. Look, I have a YouTube channel. I have a podcast and those things are amazing and they can give you great ideas and great strategies, but it's still your responsibility as a marketer to go out into the world 
world and experiment and test and implement everything you're learning with a real company that's generating real revenue. So I think that's really, really important. And one of the, the lessons I learned early on that helped me a lot with growing my own personal brand, offering training and coaching and consulting for other businesses. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the implementation. You know, it's about actually doing the work. We can talk about fancy strategies and techniques all day long, but yeah. in the end, what's actually going to give you results as a marketer, as an entrepreneur, you know, uh, is going to be implementation. You've got to do the work. You have to test and experiment and adapt based on, you know, what you're seeing that is working in your business or, you know, at work, wherever you are, if you're, you know, working for an organization, it's the same exact process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think that's so true. It seems like most people who've worked on client work or worked for a company as a marketer have a much easier time starting their own thing, either, you know, when they're doing it or after. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so one of the questions is kind of, feeds into it nicely is your skill set seems pretty broad, uh, especially the stuff that you teach. So just as an example, uh, one of your pages had lists for how to create a social media strategy, uh, how to win a social media on a site budget, finding your dream clients. Uh, do you know which metrics you should be tracking? Like a lot of different topics. How do you go about developing your skills? And then in marketing, especially people talk a lot about being T-shaped, having one or two skills you're really good at and whole host of supporting skills. How did yeah. you do that with yourself? Was it a conscious process? Did it just happen? Sure. So, um, you know, I think that's really important, just really honing in on one or two skill sets and really focusing your efforts there. Um, I just happen to have a kind of a different background and I would say, don't do what I do. <laughs> not, not because, <laughs> not because, um, you know, I think that, that we're approaching it incorrectly. I, with my brand specifically, you know, everything that we create is based on the questions that we get and what we are implementing in our own business. So because my background is, you know, growing a startup and growing small businesses, but then also growing corporation, it's very varied. So I had to teach myself things like graphic design and video production and, you know, social media marketing, email marketing, and then also like really understanding business concepts. Um, you know, like how do you, you you know, create systems and processes, like how do you stay hyper productive, leadership, really understanding how a team works, because, um, you know, that's what I did in the corporate world. You know, I had a team, I had to hire people, I had to fire people. Um, and then working and consulting with with small business owners, you know, I started with social media and then realized, wow, you know, they actually don't have, you know, an exposure or a traffic problem. They have an offer problem, right? Like their products and services are flawed. They need to be creating, you know, products and services that people want to buy. And so, you know, through that process, I just became really entrenched in um, my clients' businesses, like really understanding their business models, their customers, like how do we really figure out the messaging, um, 
behind all of this? How do we create, you know, a steady, predictable flow of clients and customers? And I think that that has so much to do with the business overall. You know, in marketing, you'll learn really quickly that you could have the most incredible strategies and the best tactics ever. But if the offer, if the product, the service you are trying to sell isn't a no brainer for the market, it's going to be extremely difficult to sell it, if not impossible. So a great offer, you know, can absolutely trump bad marketing. You can literally get away with terrible marketing if you have a great offer. But if you don't, I don't care how much of a marketing budget you have. You can hire every expert under the planet, you know, under the sun, and you won't be able to sell your product. So I started learning a lot of those strategies and um, because I'm so curious and I'm just like, I love learning, um, all of these things came about. And so that's what yeah. we teach now because we get a lot of questions from our members in all those different areas. But I wouldn't recommend that as a freelancer, as a consultant, as a marketer, you focus on everything, right? This has been, you know, kind of like my journey. Um, and it's been over the past six years. So I didn't learn this in a day. I think that as entrepreneurs and marketers, we evolve. But in the beginning, I wasn't teaching about branding. I knew and nothing about branding. You know, I wasn't talking yeah. about positioning or how to price your services and offers or what your brand messaging needs to look like, you know, or yeah. setting up, you know, systems and processes and hiring. I wasn't teaching that. I was teaching what I knew, which was social media marketing, specifically Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like that, those were the three things I was teaching on or really talking about. Um, so I think that it's really important that you harness one or two skill sets to the max, really become an expert in that area, and then go from there. For me, this has just been the natural evolution of our brand um, and it's worked for us, but I don't see it work often in, in this space. Um, that's interesting. What do you mean you don't see it? You mean adding, like not having a specific focus to start and adding things on and feeling it out as you go? Is that what you mean? Like people should start yeah. with a very well-defined what they're going to be the expert at or? Yeah. So when you're trying to speak to everybody, you're speaking to nobody, right? Like yeah. we've heard that saying before. So when you're trying to be too broad, it really takes away from mastery. And I think that's extremely important in every type of skill set. So let's say that you're starting with, um, blogging and maybe you're doing a little bit of Instagram marketing, for example. Um, if you, you know, skip that process of mastery, if you don't master the art of blogging and the art, you know, of, and I say art because that's what I think it is, the art and the science of Instagram marketing, and you go into video and you talk about podcasting and then you try to go into Facebook ads, you're not actually taking the time to master those skill sets and you're doing a disservice both to you as, you know, the entrepreneur, as the marketer, as a freelancer or consultant, and to your clients, because you don't know the ins and outs of all those different, you know, areas, those strategies, you don't know how to adapt them to different markets and different business models. And so I think it's really important that you don't start trying out to be the guru to everything, you know, under the sun, because first of all, no one is like, there's, yeah. I know a lot about a lot of things, but I don't know everything about everything, right? Like, yeah. I'm happy to say, you need to go to this person because I'm not the expert in that field. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important to have that awareness, um, especially when you get started. Don't try to, you know, 
do all the things and be all the things to everyone because you're just not going to succeed. You're going to be pulled in a million different directions. You're not going to know your stuff and it's going to be really overwhelming. So start small, really focus on one or two key areas. Maybe it's copywriting, maybe it's email marketing, maybe it's advertising, um, you know, digital marketing and marketing as a whole has so many subsets and so yeah. many different. <laughs> yes. You could literally be an expert, you know, in, simple things like conversions, you know, on websites, um, or, or just building, you know, incredible email campaigns that actually get people to buy. So just try to focus in on two areas and then expand from there if you really want to. Nice. No, that's, that's awesome advice. Totally agree. Um, I kind of wanted to ask you about something you opened up with, which was your, you should go back to the business lounge. Sure. Uh, since that is your most exciting thing. Um, so the business lounge, you mentioned there's a, I believe it was a six step path for people getting in there and so they can, you know, latch on to what they need to be working on, depending on where they're at their business and really start to make progress, get some traction on their own workflow. Right. So what made you want to do that? What, what does that look like? Is that an extra add on product or is it something you say everyone's starting with this? Yes. Great question. So it's, it's built into the membership. And as soon as they join our members join, we point them to the success path. The first thing you need to do, introduce yourself in the community, get plugged in, and then you go to success path and figure out where you're at. So that came about from launching, you know, the membership, having multiple courses, and then people constantly asking me, our members constantly asking me, where do I start? this is where I'm at right now. Should I start with the email marketing course or should I start with the blogging course? Should I start with Facebook ads? And so um, I was having those conversations one-on-one -on -one constantly. So everything we create in the business as a whole comes, you know, from the interactions that we have with our community. And so I started noticing, wow, you know, people need some kind of roadmap, some kind of, of uh, you know, path to follow that is logical and makes sense because I think, yes, we all are different. You know, all of our businesses are different. Our journeys are different. But overall, throughout my years of experience, throughout working with hundreds of entrepreneurs, you know, one-on-one -on -one, um, in different, you know, from local companies to huge global brand, brands, it's really important that you're not um, kind of making critical mistakes. Like, for example, most of our members thought that they needed when they first joined, maybe they were, you know, validate launch stage, still not clear on who their target uh, demographic was. And they immediately wanted to start with Facebook ads because someone told them on the internet that they needed to be using Facebook ads before they not start increasing exactly their price. Paying for, yeah. Exactly. And so here <laughs> no they <good>. are <laughs> totally, you know, spending awesome. all this money and not really yeah. getting anything in return because they're not clear on who they're yeah. trying to serve or what they're trying to to actually, you know, produce in the market. So it was like that, that kind of, those kind of discussions that really got us thinking, okay, I need to do something about this. Um, and then I was talking to my mentors as well, and they had a similar kind of roadmap and a very, my mentors are like kind of membership site owners as well. And so they had like their own roadmap of, okay, this is how you launch a membership site. So I was talking to them and they were like, look, you need to create some kind of, you know, sequence that members can plug into right away. And so through a lot of thought and process, we kind of ironed out, okay, you know, how to, cause entrepreneurship is so different. Like how do we actually go in and give our members benchmarks 
that they can easily identify and say, okay, so if you are, you know, kind of in the product development phase of your business, maybe you have a website and you have social media platforms already ready to go, but you're not really generating X amount of revenue, you're in this category or in this stage. And I always tell them too, you know, we, we make it very abundantly clear that everyone's journey is different and there, there's no hard and fast rules. It's just a guide, right? It's just there to give you some sort of semblance as to how your business should evolve and what are some of the key areas that you need to be ignoring not just what you need to be working on, but what you awesome. need to not work on, which yeah, is equally, so equally important. That's so great. Um, man, I feel like I should be in your business program. Uh, <laughs> the, we'll talk, we'll give you, we'll comp your access. I have to jump in there. Uh, so you're, that's so cool though. One of the big things you talk about related to this is metrics. You had some great articles where you're like, ignore these. If you're at the stage, you can maybe start focusing on these when you're at the stage. What is the one metric that you most often tell people if you're just going to do this one thing because you're at the mm -hmm. beginning stage, do this? Mm -hmm. And if I, if this isn't too much for one question, what are the metrics you now track at a much more advanced stage? Sure, sure, sure. I love this question. Such a good question. So, you know, I think that again, with, with online training and education, um, I want to make it super clear that there isn't, you know, one size fits all. There never is. We just try to give you general guidelines that you can then take and adapt to your own journey and, you know, wherever you're at in your business. So for me, if you are pre-revenue, right, you're pre-revenue, you don't really know exactly what you're offering or you still don't have clients, I think the most important metric to really measure um, is, well, there's two things. And I think one of them is very intangible, but it becomes tangible as you mature as an entrepreneur. Number one, the most important thing maybe this is hard to track but you need to know what customers want you have to understand their pain points you need to understand where they're at and that can only come from having real conversations like we're having right now with real people you know that means honkering down and you know scheduling zoom calls like this and skype meetings meeting people for coffee and lunch and really understanding what are their challenges and pain points because you need to have an offer that matches those challenges and pain points and so again very hard to track in terms of metrics on um, not something that's tangible but I always say, you know, you need to at least talk to 50 people. You have to, you have to have those conversations. Um, and so if you want a number, that would be my number. At least talk to 50 people, understand their challenges and pain points and have, you know, questions that are already ironed out and can help you dig deep into their experience and their challenges um, they're having with whatever area uh, you're trying to, you know, kind of bring about a solution in. So if you are, you know, a blogger and you're trying to come up with an awesome app for bloggers, you need to talk to 50 bloggers and figure out, you know, where are they at in their journey? What are some of the challenges that they're having? And does your solution make sense and would they pay for it? Super important. Now, if you're post-revenue um, and you're already kind of getting some traction, I think it's so important to track, you know, conversion rates on every level. Um, and so when I talk about conversion rates, it can be as simple as just having a spreadsheet and literally tracking where are your customers and clients coming from. That's the one thing we did as a startup with the College Moving Company that changed the game for us. 
And so, you know, I think that that's really, really important is just figuring out where your clients are coming from, where your revenue is coming from and doubling down there. So that can be literally as simple as, you know, figuring out our, is our traffic coming from Facebook? Is it coming from Instagram? Where are people actually converting and how are they becoming customers? Super important, you know, very, very uh, kind of big picture because that looks differently for every platform. You know, when we're talking about social media specifically, we can talk all day about engagement rates and traffic and, you know, growth. And those are important metrics. But at the end of the day, the question that you need to be asking yourself as a marketer and as an entrepreneur is how are these metrics really tying into our overall goal of growing the business and moving it forward? Okay. And then the second, sorry, go ahead. I said that totally makes sense. The conversions. Uh, these are wireless headphones. I had a call come in. It went silent for like five seconds. Oh no! So sorry to the audience wasting your time. They answered <laughs> this, but the conversions. Are you tracking that? Just where the users are coming on pages, and then where they're actually making the sale. Yeah, That's absolutely. What you're about on the Excel. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly where they're coming from. Um, and you might you might have to you know have some educated guesses because you don't always know. There's a billion different yeah. touch points that people might be having, and we yeah. can have a whole conversation about attribution and how you should yes. be attributing yeah. <laughs> that. Absolutely. But um, generally have an idea of what's working in the business, um, and then double down and do more of that. So for us, you know, initially I was like freaking crazy about tracking every little detail, and I soon realized that. Look, the internet is huge. You know, people might be finding you on Facebook and then coming over to your YouTube channel, watching a video, and then going to your website, signing up for, you know, an email, and then coming back, you know, three days later and saying, oh, wait, I meant to sign up for this course, or I, you know, I meant to reach out and see if I can get, you know, uh, some consulting. And so, I think it's it's lots of touch points right now. That's really important. Um, and then just just having a basic idea of where people are coming from. So like for the business lounge and and all of our, our training courses, we track every single sale and we try our best to figure out you know where did this client come from and what was the last touch point, um, and then give attribution very lightly to that last touch point because we know there's other things that are driving the business. For example, um, we know that if we publish two, you know, episodes on YouTube every week, we get a whole influx, you know, of traffic and sales and we can't pin it down to YouTube specifically, but we know that it affects the business, um, intangibly, you know, so it's really important to track all those metrics. And so the majority of our metrics, um, are really about figuring out conversions. Of course, we track our traffic, where are people finding us, you know, how are they converting on the website with very loose kind of, um, I would say, uh, you know, KPIs just because there's so much going on in the business. And again, if we try, we would spend, you know, 40, 60 hours every single month just <laughs> figuring out our analytics. And I think that's very important, but I think you can get lost in the weeds, you know, and yes. kind of like miss the forest for the trees. Yes. So, um, we, we just track that aspect. And of course, growth in our email list, you know, growth in our social media platforms. Um, and that's basically it. So we try to keep it as simple as we can. Um, and as specific as we can, as we can while keeping our sanity. That's, I guess, a way to put it. <laughs> no, definitely. I really like that. Um, it's, I think it's hard because a lot of the marketing information online, it seems like it's very polarized. 
you'll have people that are running uh, personal brands and small businesses and they either don't talk about tracking or metrics or it's very minimal. And then you have companies that can afford uh, dedicated data scientists for marketing teams and the metrics that they track are in no way reasonable for an individual marketer. So I love that you had something that was like reasonable at different stages. Yeah. Uh, I think there needs to be more of that. There's just not good advice for people that don't have a data scientist, but need to track things. I fully, wow, that's a really good observation. I think that's so important too, especially when either you're getting started or, you know, you, you've broke through. And, and when I say breakthrough, I mean like your business is getting momentum in terms of revenue. You're seeing substantial growth um, and sustainable growth. Um, track as much as you can and then see if it actually makes an impact. You know, for us, I think that there's a rule of diminishing returns. Um, you know, I have a very small team. I have creative director who you met, Pearl. Um, I have a video editor and I have a support person. And we're actually getting ready to hire someone specifically for the role of tracking data and analytics, yes. uh, which is fun and really exciting because data definitely gives us so much information and really good ideas as to what's working, what's not, where should we be pivoting? And that's really important for me. But I think that there is a rule of diminishing returns as well. Like I think that the more data you track as a small business owner, I'm not talking about large corporations who can afford to have full teams of analysts, yeah. right? Um, the more time that you spend, like if you, if you spend 40 hours a month, right, just um, tracking data, if you spend 80 hours, you're probably going to see, you know, maybe 50% of the results, not 100% increase in their results. And so you gotta, you gotta keep that in mind as, as you mature as an entrepreneur and a business owner, you'll notice that a lot. Cause we tend to think, Oh, you know, if I spend more money on Facebook ads, I'm going to get twice the results. Or if I spend yeah. twice as much time figuring out the data, I'm going to be able to like double the business in 60 days. <laughs> and that's yeah. not always what happens. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just try to keep a balance and, and find something that works for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, paying attention to where, where your effort and energy is most possible. Definitely. <laughs> um, definitely. That's great advice. So I just have two more questions. If that's sure. okay. Yeah. On time. For sure. uh, so for your clients, what is the number one problem they have when they come to you or, or I guess type of problem that you help them with spend the most time on? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you two different answers because I think one is for uh, your, you know, your audience might be watching this and maybe, you know, they are in the consulting space. And so they're working with small business owners and entrepreneurs. So that's a whole different, you know, kind of area. And then there might be other, you know, business owners who are working uh, or entrepreneurs who are, have their personal brands and are, are working maybe with more of the you know, it is B2B in my space, but it's more B2C when you're working with solo, solopreneurs, you know, people who don't have large teams. Um, so for that type of demographic for, you know, our members in the business launch, the number one challenge, like above everything else is shiny object syndrome and figuring out where to focus, you know, like, okay, so I started this blog thing, um, but then I heard someone tell me that I should be doing YouTube, and then I was listening to this podcast that was talking about how, you know, I really need to get into Facebook ads, and then I was yes. listening to this other expert who was telling me about, you know, how it's important data and metrics are. It's like, what do I need to be doing? So that is by far the biggest, you know, challenge pain point, and then, you know, staying focused. It's not just getting clarity in your business. Yeah. It's like staying focused throughout, um, that journey so that you can, you know, move into the next stage, uh, in, in your own 
success path. And so, um, you know, that's really, really important. But then the other challenge, you know, that I hear extremely often with, with entrepreneurs who are working in the consulting space, consulting for small businesses, um, is really just what we all think of is like, okay, how do I actually generate more revenue from social media and how do I prove that it's working? And so at least for me, that's the biggest question that I get is, Hey, you know, we're doing all this stuff on Instagram, but we're not sure how it's impacting the business or we think it is, but we'd like to know for sure so that we can double down on it. Um, and so those are two questions I get all the time, all the time via email. Um, and I think are such good questions as entrepreneurs and business, like we need to be asking those questions, but then as a marketer, how do you solve, you know, those problems for small businesses? Um, and I think it really comes down to, I always tell, you know, kind of marketers who are doing consulting, it's really evaluate who you're working with because oftentimes you need to be more entrenched in their business than they even realize. And then, then you realize, you know, and if you're just charging three, $400 a month for content, you know, creating content, uh, maybe blogging or creating content on social media, or you're charging a maintenance package for web design. A lot of times when clients come to you and they ask those pressing questions requires more of your involvement. You need to be part of their business and understand the behind the scenes, like how are things actually working? You know, talk to their salespeople, really talk to their mark. They have other marketing uh, staff who's doing marketing, you know, on the ground floor, maybe not online Just have those conversations. And that usually requires, you know, that you're more involved with means you need to be charging more. And that's, that's a, a fair compensation um, or a fair um, kind of solution there. But it's really important that, that you have those conversations with clients and you understand how, is your work, how are your services actually impacting, you know, their bottom line? I like to think of it that way as much as I can, because we can get really entrenched in, oh, let's just do coaching so that people feel better, you know, or let's try to help them solve problems. But are you actually, you know, encouraging them to find the solutions and implement those solutions? So I think education is really important, you know, educating your clients and, um, really helping them establish tracking systems in their business so that you can have clarity in terms of how are things working in the business and, and are you producing actual results? Nice. Nice. So it sounds like, it sounds like for the solopreneurs and personal branding, you're telling them to learn how to get and stay focused. Yeah. And then for the uh, people that have their own clients, maybe to, you know, realize how they're actually going to add value to the company, what that's going to entail and then how to price those services appropriately. Exactly. Um, yeah. That that's awesome, and it's cool that you get to work with both of those people too. That's like a, a lot of different stuff. <laughs> it is. It's exciting. Um, so the last question is just: Is there anything that I didn't ask you uh, that I, I should have? I'm gonna roll this into two and one. Is there anything I did, I didn't ask you that I should have, or any resources besides your site that you'd recommend to people just getting yeah. started? Come on. <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> Honestly. Um, did you miss anything? I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, I don't, yeah, I think you, I think you covered it. I I can't (laughs) think of anything, (laughs) (laughs) but in terms of like some resources, uh, depending on, so this is for, for people who are in the marketing world or for entrepreneurs, like, let me know. Cause I don't know, like, 
so this, this would be, I would say people, uh, similar to your clients. So people that are either trying to start their own personal brand or blog about a specific topic or people okay. that want to take on clients as a marketing consultant. Okay. Love it. So highly recommend, um, you know, I love Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't always agree with his entire philosophy, but I think he's an amazing dude. And I read two of his books that made a huge impact for me. The first one I read early on when I was starting um, my consulting business, really my, just my business in general, it was Crush It. Um, and I, that book is super popular, but it really changed um, kind of like my perception of entrepreneurship and business and what it was going to take. It was a nice little reality check. And I think that we need that in a world where everyone wants to become an entrepreneur and, you know, like it, now it's sexy to be one. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that everyone should be in entrepreneurship. It's very, very complicated and, and hard and it takes a lot of grit and sweat and tears, yeah. a lot of challenges and ups and downs. I think that that's, you know, would be the the first resource um, I recommend if you are in you know whether you're you're an entrepreneur starting your own brand or you're servicing clients I don't care if you're in web design or you know you are creating systems and processes like having a just a general understanding of social media because it impacts our world so much in this day and age I think is really important so jab 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 right hook again by Gary Vaynerchuk great book and then. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and then for entrepreneurs, I would also recommend uh, Thrive by Arianna Huffington. Uh -huh. So that book really gave me permission to focus on balance in my business. And it's still something that I am constantly trying to, I guess, bring awareness to myself and, and figure out, you know, I've gone through several burnouts in my career and they've set me back significantly. And so this book really is about figuring out, you know, great personal habits that you can incorporate both emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually that'll keep you grounded and will help you stay focused and show up in the best way for your business. So for the longest time in mind, you know, I kind of just put the business first. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wasn't working out. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't getting enough sleep. It was just like anything and everything I have to do to get the business, you know, to where it needs to be. I don't care the sacrifices that I need to make in my relationships and my spiritual life. And it cost me a lot. So, and yeah. it set me behind. So if I can, if you can start off with a book that can really help you bring balance and, and, you know, focus on your business, um, as a whole, because we are, you know, our personal lives impact our business and vice versa. So oh, yeah. we can't always treat them as separately as we like to. Um, you know, it's very different than, than a nine to five or a corporate job. It's super important that you actually have systems and strategies in place to balance both. So those three resources, I think definitely would be my, my picks. There's, we could talk about a billion more, um, but I don't want to overwhelm people. Start with those three. No, I'll have to, that's great. I'll have to do the, um, his, I forget jab. I'm not going to try to do the combo, but <laughs> his second book you recommended. Yeah. I, I've heard a lot of people say that one and, yeah. um, it's really good. I've read crush it. I like that. And I like that you recommended thrive too. It's kind of like a reality check on business reality check on what happens if you let business become your life. Right. They're a nice combo. Um, those are, that's great recommendations. Awesome. Um, so Kim, thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm going to cut it and we can chat after, but I just yeah. want to thank you for spending sure. your time here. Thank you for having me. I'm honored and really, really, really happy you asked, you asked me to come on. Definitely. Thank you.